by the way, you don't grow from the good. You grow from the challenges. You grow from the hard times. You grow when it's not all roses and fairies and pretty things. We grow through the obstacles, through the downtimes. That's when our soul evolves. It's not about who we were during that trial. It's who we are after. Today, I have the great honor of sitting down with world-renowned mindset coach, the powerful and inspiring Natasha Graziano. Ranked number one female motivational speaker under 40 in the world by Forbes Magazine and Business Insider, Natasha is one of the most influential thought leaders of our generation. She's passionate about helping people transform their lives and does so through her MBS method, which combines neuroscience and ancient breathing techniques. Tune in as she shares an unbelievable journey, starting out as a single mom without a roof over her head, to becoming a best-selling author, meeting the love of her life, acquiring 11 million Instagram followers, and moving to the U.S. to grow her business and following in just four years' time. Her determination, work ethic, and brand savviness had made her a mogul in the industry and an up-and-coming entrepreneur who will soon be a household name. Natasha Graziano, such a pleasure having you. My uh, listeners are certainly in for a treat. I'm just looking over your bio here and there's so much to it. Ranked number one female motivational speaker under 40 by Forbes magazine, author of The Action Plan, The Law of Attraction. That's a big deal for you, huh? Big deal. I love it. Passionately. So, So for those that don't know what The Law of Attraction is, fill us in. Okay. Where do I start? I mean, the law of attraction <laughs> is one of these things, right, Jason, that's happening, whether you like it or not, right? It's mm-hmm. happening all around you. It's like, it's here, it's going on. It's a law that's in action. Yes. So the thing to understand is your thoughts become things. Mm. What you think about becomes your reality. What you feel about becomes your reality. Mm. Your thoughts become your feelings. Your feelings become your habits. And you are your habits. You are your habits. See, I'm a big fan. That's, I live my whole life by the law of attraction and, you know, the ener- law of energy, mm-hmm. right? There's positive, negative energy and done a lot of research on you. And I know that's the whole world that you live too, right? Mm-hmm. You wake up with a, a full tank of gas, right? Oh, yes. And you could choose to use your energy in a negative way or a positive way, right? And, you know, that's just like one little thing in life if people can start to master that, right? 100%. You get a choice every day. Mm-hmm. Are you going to show up at your highest yeah. or are you going to allow circumstances, events, and people to bring you down? Mm. And we all have this fuel. We all have this tank. We mm. all have this energy inside of us. We all have the same amount of hours in a day. Mm-hmm. And we should be infinite energy and excited like children, yes. right? We're both parents. And when mm-hmm. we look at our kids playing, it's wonderful. When you see them playing, they're full of life. They're just like running around. We should be like this. Exactly. And if we're not, we're out of alignment. Exactly. So um, so you've traveled to be here. You just moved from where? You said three countries? Bang. Oh, my God. So okay. six months ago, I was living in London okay. my whole life. I got married, did a transatlantic move with my son, mm-hmm. moved to Vancouver. Okay. We still have our place there, but we just lived there for six months. And now we moved two days ago to L.A. So... Three countries in six months. <laughs> so what brought you to L.A.? Why, what's here? Filming, career, okay. uh, you know, got my podcast, okay. got so many cool things that I do here mm-hmm. in L.A. physically. Um, and I always 
traveling and speaking here. So yeah. it just made more sense for us to be in the place where the career is. Nice. Well, welcome to LA Thank or welcome so back, I guess. You. So you married and a son. Mm -hmm. Is that right? How old is your son? My son's five. Five. You know the story about how me and my husband met, right? Well, that I want to talk about. Yes. So you manifested your, basically your relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell that story. Let's just kind of get into it. it. I I love how you preface that because that's exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. I decided, I just want to say the red matches all the red. It totally does. It's It's on brand. I know. Isn't Uh it amazing? Oh my God. I love this studio so much. It's so dope. Um, So, Okay. I decided after three years of being single, single mm. mom, I was like, I am ready to manifest love in my life. Mm. I'm ready to actually meet the man of my dreams, right? I'm ready to find the one. Yep. What do I do? So I did my method. I did my process. And within three weeks of doing my method and my process, mm-hmm. there and behold, walks into my life, my husband. Mm-hmm. Three months later, we got married. Wow. <laughs> See, we got a lot common here. Yes. <laughs> So I didn't know I was manifesting my wife when I met her, but um, I did. And that was 24 years ago. And we met on Valentine's Day and then we got married on April 1st. So only a month and a half of knowing each other and we got married. And so, yeah, when you ask the universe, right? Mm -hmm. The universe sometimes gives you what you ask for. A hundred percent. When you... Put it out there. Mm-hmm. I want this business. I want this much in the bank. I want to meet mm-hmm. the love of my life. I want it happens. It does. And you and your wife are such a similar story. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. That's yes. beautiful. We have a five year old as well. No, we play dates. Do. Oh my God, totally dude. Do. We need yep. to so connect. Uh-huh. That's so cool. Exactly. So while you're here, we'll have to get my love daughter's that. name is uh, is Brooklyn and Brooklyn. she's the sweetest little girl. Yeah. Oh you will God. love her. I love that. <laughs> so cute. Oh, I love kids. And it's so nice when they meet kids their own age and then the parents have things in common and like, it's just so nice. Yes. And I feel like it's harder when you go to schools and things because you're like, you don't get to choose your friends. You mm. just are thrown at you, the parents of the children That's at the school. exactly right. Yep. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I would probably not naturally warm to particular individuals because maybe they're not as business mindset That's right. or they're not as mindful, whatever it might be. So uh-huh. it's actually nice when you meet people organically like you and I, like as friends where you genuinely like the person. It's like, oh my God, we have a kid the same age. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you know, it's really funny too, is I was watching an interview of you um, and and it was brought up that we both have similar inspiration. And, and that inspiration is a Denzel Washington commencement speech that he gave, which literally changed my life. Like seriously, and then, and when I was watching an interview of you, um, and they brought that, I'm like, there's no way. And and so the you know fall forward, you know, commencement speech, right? Is that the one? Yes. That, oh my that, god, that was like my healing speech. I can't believe that. Seriously, what did it do for you? So well, for one, it changed my life. You know, because failure is yeah. is important, right? We learn from our failure, and you know, and he's like, you know, I think he says, you know, I don't want to fall back, right? You don't want to fall back on anything. You want to fall forward, right? Wow. And so I just kind of took that. And I'm like, yeah, fall forward, but what about fail forward? Fail forward, right? And so is that you who who created the fail forward thing? Well, I I don't know if I created it, but I've got T-shirts about it, and that's oh, kind yeah. of my whole thing that's is you, fail then. forwarding. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, and you know, everything from everything he talks about with regards to when you're at you know your deathbed and you yeah. have all of the ghosts that come to you, right? You know what I'm talking about, I right? I know it. It gives me 
chills, man. It's so real. And you're standing there and like, you know, what do you regret? Like, uh -huh. what, what didn't you do in I your life? I came to you and you didn't bring me to life, right? I came to you. Yeah, it's it's so powerful. I, I literally listen to that once a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah so do I. Mm -hmm. So do I. It's funny because once you tune into that speech, mm -hmm. you will forever more go back to it because you know what it did for you the first time. Yes. It's like a podcast. Like when people are listening to this right now, mm -hmm. they know what it did for them when mm -hmm. they listened to your podcast last week. Mm -hmm. They're going to come back again today because they know it's going to continually bring them benefits in their life. That's right. Yeah. So powerful. We'll put a link. You should definitely listen to that. So hey, much power in so it. So good. Yes. Oh my God. So let's get into your, your upbringing. Mm -hmm. First of all, you were brought up in the UK. Is yes. That I was okay. brought up in the UK. I was yeah. born in the countryside. Okay. I was born like in a farm, basically. Okay. I grew up with like cows and sheep as my best friends. Is that right? Yeah. And okay. then like, look at this now. She's dressed in like an alien bougie outfit. Like she does not look like a farm girl. And so I basically moved to London. Okay. And when I moved to London, my life changed because yeah. I was like suddenly around like people and, and I was 18 and it was all new and it was like, you know, a crazy, I mean, that's where my crazy journey began. Mm. Um, but I was a rebel at school. Like, you know, I'd already badly gotten into drugs and drink and um, at school, like okay. it was already not in a great place, more alcohol than anything. Quit drinking at 18, decided I'm never going to touch stuff again. Good for you. But the drugs I, I hadn't found mm. the way out of, but okay. I didn't know that I was going to go into what happened later on in my life. Mm. Um, until I was thrown some crazy curveballs. So uh, I see. So, so I, I hear you were into gymnastics, like pretty yes. good at that. Okay. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So uh, in the beautiful parts of my years, I was, yeah, so I was 13. I was a national gymnast okay. um, for the South of England. And it was, it was amazing. I competed. I had a wonderful time and I was, I love dancing. I love doing gymnastics and I combined the two and it was something, you know, it taught me, about competitiveness. Mm -hmm. It taught me about being the best at what you're good at. That's right. And knowing that if you don't show up mm. every single day and train, if you don't show up and perform, mm -hmm. someone else is going to take that medal from you. That's right. If you don't put a smile on your face when you're performing, because people want to see this beautiful image mm -hmm. of you when you're performing in that way, in gymnastics, mm -hmm then you're going to look moody and the person who's smiling will just get five more points than you and you're doing the performance. That's right. Yeah. Now, how did I apply that in later life? Because it was understanding that I I always wanted to be ahead of the game. I always wanted to be ahead of the curve. I always wanted to, to be the best at something. And so then I became the best dancer. So until mm. I was 21, I was a dancer. I was the best. I was, you know, in the, all these top academies, et cetera. And mm. I, I just, I've carried that with me. So I've always had that like mad tenacity and drive. Mm. So when you were looking back, like, is that what you thought your future was going to be? You were just going to be a, a dancer or a professional, you go to maybe go to the Olympics. What, what were you thinking as a kid as where you would end up? You know, I wanted to be a dancer. Okay. But my parents said that won't give you any money. Sure. My dad was a doctor and they, they wanted us, I'm the oldest of five kids, they wanted us all to be doctors or lawyers or, you know, yeah. professionals in that way. And it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And so I rebelled so hard. I didn't even go to university. I hmm. rebelled so hard. I dropped out. I ran away. I was like, fuck this. Mm -hmm. I am so not wanting to be what everyone else wants me to be. Mm -hmm. I want to do something that uses my voice, but 
you know, I didn't know that I was going to go on and be a motivational speaker. I didn't know I was going to go on and be an author and mindset coach. I didn't know I was going to help save lives in yeah. the way that I do. Yeah. But it's beautiful to know that in this decade, this like chapter, this season that I, that, that that's what I do. That you get to do. Yeah. Yeah. So parents, right. They put a lot of pressure on kids, yes. you know, to do well in school and someday you'll be a doctor, you'll be a lawyer. Right. You know, and so about 10, 15 years ago, I seen a TED talk mm -hmm. and it was a guy and he got up there and he taught, started talking about why can't we raise kids to be entrepreneurs, right? Wow. It's perfectly okay to be an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm, as I'm watching this TED talk, I'm like, man, like I love this. And so I manifested him being my coach, my coach at some point. Back then I couldn't afford him as a coach, but I manifested it. I'm like, someday he'll be my coach, he was. right? And so uh, after my agency started to grow and we had enough resources, I just reached out to him randomly and said, hey, would you coach me? And uh, his name's Cameron Harold. And then he reached back out. And, and so he's been my coach for like two and a half, three years now. That yeah. is yep. so beautiful. Yeah. I love that. The mind is so powerful. Um, there was a quote that you said, 80% uh, is in your mindset and then 20% is... In your action. In your action. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that you brought that one up. That's very profound, actually, because I recently went through something and I had to apply my own knowledge. Right. I was like, oh, boy, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my husband was like, looking at me, he kept saying, do you know, you're you're not practicing what you preach right now. Look at you. You're moaning because we move country. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I, all my staff shifted and changed because everyone who was in person is now not every it was chaos for me. Mm -hmm. And they're managing the household staff in the household that all shifted. And I was, I felt so alone. And I was like, during the move. And he was like, you know, you're not practicing what you preach. He was like, all you keep saying is, I feel like I'm drowned. And like, mm. you're getting angry and upset. Yeah, I'm human. We're all human. We are. We are all human. We all cry. We all feel, we all feel pain. Mm -hmm. Hopefully most it, of us are, aren't robots. Yeah. And, you know, and I, so I said, you're right. I'm really being a mess. So I sat and I wrote out a hundred things. I was grateful for and that I loved not mm. just grateful that I loved so it's like I am so grateful for my son I love my life I love the fact that I'm able to travel and live where I want mm. I love the fact that um, actually I do have an amazing team even though they're not with me right now and, mm. and I do have this and I do have that even when things weren't in my life I will always give thanks and I just wrote down this list and, and it literally shifted my mood mm. my sore throat all the things I had like a week ago went because I shifted. Yeah. It's in the mindset. It and totally is. then I took the action. Yes. Yeah. You know? Well, that action, right? That's an amazing tip that you just gave, right? And for those that are listening and you sometimes find yourself going into dark places in life, because it happens, right? Just recently, I uh, I had a flood in our house and we weren't prepared for it. And we had to move out. And oh my, my wife was in a car accident. It's like everything like it just once. continued to strike, right? Yeah. And I showed up for a meeting one day with my team and my good positive energy just wasn't there. Right. Mm. And it was very noticeable. Like people were reaching out to me saying, hey, Jason, like, are you OK? Mm. Like, who was that on that call recently? You know, and I'm Isn't just like. Isn't that funny? But it's because when you're such a bright light like you, mm -hmm. when we have these off days. Mm -hmm. They're so noticeable more totally than anyone are. else. Yeah. Because our high is so big all the time. So yes. low, uh -huh. which by the way, I'm normal right now. Yeah. And then this is a bit low. Yeah. It feels horrendous. It does. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It becomes very noticeable <laughs> for those that, mm. that love you. Right. And it's not like we're 
putting on a show, right? Mm -mm. It's just, that's how we show up for life, right? (laughs) Yes. But we're human. hundred percent. We're all human. We all have things happen. But by the way, you don't grow from the good. You grow from the challenges. You grow from the hard times. Yes. You grow when it's not all roses and fairies and pretty things. Mm -hmm. We grow through the obstacles, through the downtimes. That's when our soul evolves. Mm. We are here to see how we're going to overcome those challenges, how we're going to move through those trials and tribulations in our life mm. to see who we are after. It's not about who we were during yeah. that trial, uh-huh. during COVID, during the long periods of doubt. It's who we are after. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So a great tip Go write down a hundred things that you're grateful for. And if you don't have time, just take a Saturday, just kind of do that. But even if you don't have time to do that, like find a gratitude partner. Like I have a gratitude partner where every morning we just text each other one thing that we're grateful for. No. Just every morning. That's pretty cool. It's just a cool way to wake up your morning and just one little thing and you text them, they text you and that's it. That's it. Have a good day. Right. That should be my opening text on my phone, really, Mm. rather than like... (laughs) have you guys sent the images? <laughs> or like, what time am I live? Like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree. I try and keep, so I keep my phone airplane mode at night. Okay. And what I do is I listen to wave sounds. Okay. So they're downloaded already on my phone so I can have it by my bed, airplane mode, and I listen to the ocean. Sure. And it is so beautiful mm-hmm. all night. And then when I wake up, I refuse when possible. Yep. And I really mean when possible to put my phone off airplane mode until nine o'clock, mm. 10 o'clock. I decide when I'm going to start the day because if you go straight to your phone in the morning, straight to those emails, messages, notifications, you are subservient to somebody else's right. diary and agenda. Mm-hmm. That is you doing things for everybody else before yourself sure. and answering to them. You've got a first answer to you. Mm. What do I want to do today? What feels good for my soul? What feels good for my contribution to the world? What feels good for my purpose? How can I be in alignment with what I'm doing? How can I show up at a higher way today? Mm-hmm. And then you decide and plan your day from that place. So walk me through that, right? So you mm-hmm. wake up in the morning and mm-hmm. what does what does your regimen look like? You know, it's so funny. I just put this on my Instagram this morning. I okay. literally just put my, my morning mm-hmm. rituals on that. Okay, mm-hmm. so I wake up in the morning and I will meditate. So I will put on a meditation, okay. um, either music and guide myself or a guided meditation straight away. At that point, I relax. I go into my meditation. After it, I will journal. So I'm usually having my tea at this point as well. So I'm like drinking turmeric and ginger tea in the morning. Really great for you. Really great for immunity. Um, And I feel like that's really calming and anti-inflammatory. So I do that first of all. So all about health. Why? Because my highest priorities in my life are number one, God. That's for me, God. Mm -hmm. Number two, health. Number three, family. Number four, contribution to the world. And number five, experiences. Mm. And actually, John Asraf, a really good friend of mine from The Secret, who endorsed my book, actually taught me that. So I, I have to give him the credit for that one. Sure. So he helped me get in alignment with my, my five things. Now, mm-hmm. I use those and I implement them into my morning and my day. So now I've woken up. I have done my meditation, my giving thanks to the above, to the universe. That's what meditation is to me because mm-hmm. when we pray, we talk. Mm. Um, but, but when we meditate, we listen. Interesting. And we listen and we and we hear what we're meant to. Okay, so after I do my meditation, then I journal and I sit and I write out all the things I love or 
I plan my day in terms of what's going to happen and yeah. how I want it to go. Third person past tense. Got it. Third mm. person past tense. Natasha mm-hmm. Day was absolutely incredible. She met up with XYZ. She had the most amazing podcast with Jason. She had the most wonderful time. He is an amazing human and together they help change the planet. Huh. Things like that. <laughs> and then <laughs> he's like, whoa, huge expectations. I like you, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's what I do. And then um, <clears throat> after that, I go on and so I have my tea and then I get up and maybe I either eat breakfast at this point and then do yoga mm. or I hang out with my son for a, a bit here. Uh, he's usually in my bed by this point, like <laughs> watching a movie <laughs> or something. Um, and then that's it. I then start my day after this series of things has happened. Mm. So I, I just take my highest priority seriously. Sure, sure. Very powerful. I I can definitely learn a few things from you, you know, because sometimes I just wake up and like you said, it's like just reach for the phone. What fire is happening right now? And it totally changes your whole day. I still am doing that from time to time. There's not that I can't say I'm perfect. Nobody is. I will still be like on a weekend. It's a non-negotiable. I actually don't even turn it off airplane mode till maybe even 12 o'clock. That's good. Like I, I, it's a kind of, I don't need to. So I definitely do it on those days. Mm-hmm. And then maybe on like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but I'll still have days where it's like, because I've got people in different countries, you'll know this, who yeah. are like working on different time zones. Right. And then they'll be like, they need you on that. And so they're only awake until nine o'clock your time AM. Mm. So yeah, I'm still, I still have days where I can't get away from it, but mm. I'll always try and come back to basics, come back to me, come back to wholeness. Because if you aren't overflowing with goodness and abundance, if you aren't overflowing with self-love, with feeling good, you have nothing to pour out onto others. You are overflowing with love. Now you can help others. You're overflowing with health and wealth. You can overpour into others, you know? Sure, sure, sure. So were you always like this or did you have like a breakthrough? Like, I get this question every I'm time anyone curious. meets me. Yeah. And now I, I love it because uh-huh. I, I like, you know, yes, yeah. I was born three weeks early and I was clearly eager to get into the world. Okay. And I believe when you are born has something to do with that. Sure. I think people who are born prematurely early or whatever, they, they just have something big to do in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, people who are late as well have also done amazing things. So it's obviously, this is not a sweeping statement. I'm just, I've noticed that some of the people that I work with have been born early and there is a few similarities there. Huh. You could use the same star signs. Sure. Um, and yeah, I was born this way. I have always had this amazing energy. Of course, I, I, it, my light dimmed. My light dimmed when I went through some trying times in my life for a period of years. Yeah. Um, but I always knew what I wanted to do. And when I wasn't in alignment with my purpose, I had this burning desire to be in alignment with my purpose, hmm. which made me then change my life. So let's get vulnerable for a second. So during your darkest point, right? How did you find the soul from within to kind of break through that? Well, when I was in my darkest times, which Mm -hmm. is probably when I was ill, unwell. Okay. I felt like I'd lost me. I felt like I'd lost every part of me. I felt like, who am I? Like I've lost my sparkle. Yeah. Like I feel like I've lost who I was born to be. And when you don't have your, your health, you have nothing. Interesting. You really have nothing. And mm-hmm. I've been homeless. I was homeless in 2018 with my son. That was pretty bad. We had like, you know, and that was all around the time of the illness as well. So it was, had some real drastic years, but the universe was just saying to me, red alarm bells, wake up and smell the coffee. 
you aren't listening. His yeah. pain, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you're going to wake up, you're going to listen. Mm-hmm. I wasn't listening to them audibly. Mm. I wasn't listening to this little signs. So it got bigger and bigger and louder and louder until I listened. And my breakthrough started to happen when I read, because I'd always read books like The Secret. I'd always read Napoleon Hill, mm. Joseph Murphy, you know, some of the greats. I'd, I'd always been in touch with spirituality or the mm-hmm. greater good metaphysical. But when I was in a bad place, I just turned to some of those teachings and thought, you can take everything from me. But the one thing that you can't take from me is my mind. Mm. The one thing you can't take. So surely I can come out of this. I can build back. It goes Mm. back to what you first said. It's all in the mind. Mm. And I just knew I'm going to heal. I just knew I am going to come out of this stronger than ever. And I'm going to go on. I made this agreement with the universe as I was listening to Denzel Washington's tape. And I said to the universe, I said to God, I said, if you show me how to heal right now, I promise to share with the world for the rest of my life Mm. how you show me to heal. And why did, and I've never stopped since that day. Wow. And so what type of steps did you take then? So did you start to write your first book then? That was, uh, yeah, the the book was a little bit after that, but I'd already started writing and and doodling. Like I call it doodling, just like endless notes and and words, you know. Um, Mm. But I basically just started taking steps towards feeling better, meditating, Mm -hmm. breathing. I created my MBS method, which is inside the book which is meditational behavioral synchronicity, okay. which is all around ancient breathing techniques with modern day neuroscience, helping you to go deeper into altered states of awareness, helping you to access your higher mind faculties whilst meditating, mm. removing the self-limiting beliefs so that you're able to imprint a new belief system, wake up feeling different and saying, I'm not going to go by my old belief system that I don't feel good. I'm not going to go by my old belief system that I am not worthy of love. I am worthy of love. I'm worthy of healing. I'm worthy of being something greater than this right now. And as it says in the Denzel Washington speech, which you and I love, Mm -hmm. we've been speaking about, pain is just temporary. Whatever you're going through right now is just temporary. This is not permanent. This is not where you are destined to be. So just let it go. Shake it off. Step out of it. So I told the pain, like, leave me. Just leave me. Just like, leave my body. You do not belong with me. You're not my pain. You're not my illness. You don't belong to me. Mm. So I, that's why when people say, you know, what did you have? I, I, I no longer say, you know, my illness was or whatever. I had an illness where I can, I try and correct myself because it was very different, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. So as you're saying that, I wrote something down. Uh, this is uh, from Denzel. It says, don't settle for a life that is less than the one that you're capable of living. Mm. Right. And that's exactly what you said. So even at your darkest moment, right, you knew in your mind that this isn't who you were. This isn't what you were destined to become. And so you just kind of take one little step forward, one next little step forward. It happened to me too. So back in uh, 2008, like my theory is to make your mess your message, right? <laughs> I, I use right. that so much. Yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Robin Roberts coined that one. Um, but, um, but you know, so back in 2008, I was young. I was aggressive. I was hungry. I was reading the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, Great book. Robert Kiyosaki, right? And so I, uh, you know, I started to invest in real estate, right? And I'm like, yeah, this is so easy. You buy a house, you take out <laughs> some equity, you buy another house, you buy a house. 
you know, all of my other friends are living at home with their parents and they're basically like going to community college and I own like 12 homes, right? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, this is so easy, right? Mm-hmm. And then the whole market kind of collapsed. Um, and so like, I, I was like on the verge of bankruptcy, you know, I'm just like, what do I do? Like, how do I even get out of this? I had a wife and I had two boys at the time and it was just like, came crashing down. But that's just it. You know, like you said, you can't take away my mind, right? I come from nothing. I can build it back up again. And I just took one little step forward and the next little step forward. And and eventually now here I am later, you know, I've got very successful business, I guess, however you define success. Got a studio and here I'm interviewing you, right? So like, if you are listening and you're in your dark, darkest point, you can get out of it. Yeah, ask for help. That's so, Mm -hmm. I love, I love hearing your story too. I mean, you can, you ask for help and that's a great start, but also just doing something different. If you've always done the same thing, you're always going to get what you always got. Mm -hmm. If you keep doing the same thing, you're never going to see a change in your life. You have to do something a little different to get a different result. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We have a mutual friend, David Meltzer. Yeah. Ain't he great? So good. Yeah. Your studio reminds me of one of his studios in a, uh-huh. that we film at in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's such a good dude. And that's his whole thing is like, you know, don't be afraid to ask for yeah. help. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Just asking. Mm-hmm. Asking you shall receive. Yeah. Yeah. Because people, they get gratitude out of helping you. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so why deprive somebody of that? of, you know, getting that self-gratification by helping other people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so meditation, does that come easy to you? You've got so much energy. I I can't see you just shutting it off. It's so funny because I have such a big voice. So when I meditate and Uh I do meditations, we go into this tone, Yeah, go into another tone. But no, Mm -hmm. um, I used to find it hard because I was like, ah, all the time, just like super go, 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 go. So I created my MBS and my MBS method starts with breathing exercises. So you can either do Wim Hof or you can do another uh, pranayama type of breathing. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you go deeper, you calm down, you go calmer first. Then you meditate. You don't try and meditate right now when you're like super hyped. You meditate when you're like, okay, I need a breather. I feel stressed. Start with breathing. Just like, should I show an exercise? I would love that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so for anyone that's doing this at home, don't do this while you're driving. <laughs> um, and just, okay, we'll do a little round of breathing. Okay. So I always do this when I go on stage. As soon as I walk out on stage, I'm like, okay, everybody stand up. I'm like, we're going to breathe. Yeah. Okay, so let's do a round of um, Wim Hof. So we'll okay. go, we're going to go breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth for five. Then we're going to hold it for as long as we can at the bottom. I'll guide you. Okay. And then we're going to inhale for 15. Okay. Are you ready? So yes. we're going to go. Holding it out for as long as you can at the bottom right now. Just holding it out. Holding it out. Just holding that breath for as long as you can. Usually you could go for about a minute at this point. I'm just going to calm the mind. We're just going to allow the body to rest. Come into this present moment. Calm your thoughts. And whenever you need, just take a breath and inhale. Whenever you want, just coming back and just inhaling and holding the breath at the top 15 seconds. And just relaxing into this moment, allowing your breath and you to become one. 
allowing your breath to be your guiding force. So just inhaling in a few seconds, we'll inhale all together. Now, hold it top for 15 seconds right here. Good, and then releasing it. And when you do that, you do that about five times in a row. You do that every single morning. You mm. do that every day as you start your day. That's often how I'll start my meditation practice. And I try and do that every single day mm. before a meeting or before an event. And I do that because it sets my tone. It calms me down. It brings me into the only moment we have, yeah. which is the present moment right now. I feel so much lighter. Like I you bet. just kind of get... Right. It's like therapy. Right. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes people don't go to therapy and they keep everything within mm -hmm. kind of like constantly breathing in, but you're not exhaling. Right. And that's um, just one round. So imagine when you do that five times, yeah. you just do or three lots of five it takes around 10 minutes, depending on how long your breath holds are for. And you just come into the present moment and just feel amazing. You're like, I can just be at one again. I can just be peaceful. And then that's when you try and meditate. Mm. You know, and your hands tingle, your body tingles. That's normal. That's the oxygen going to all the new cells. That's yeah. the rejuvenation happening in your body. Breathing can either heal you or can kill you. That's the powerful. Breath. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing we do when we come into this world. We take our first breath. We receive our first breath. Yeah. And as we leave, we exhale. And that's the last thing we do. So powerful. Thank you so much for doing that exercise. And if you're experimenting at home with breathing exercises, I'm sure you can probably learn a lot from mm -hmm. her book on these different methods. You can't get it wrong, right? Yeah. I mean, if you just practice and you find your own way, but if there's mm -hmm. techniques that'll help mm -hmm. you, I certainly need it because mm -hmm. I have a hard time kind of just stopping and just kind of breathing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, the mind. I know what you mean. Yeah. And that's it. You just breath work really helps. Mm -hmm. For someone like that who's really on the go, go and do it at lunchtime. Sure. Go and break up your day so that you've got more energy. If I could tell you, I can show you how to have more energy this afternoon. Yeah. I can show you how to show up in your meetings better, how to have an amazing afternoon. Mm -hmm. You'd say, tell me your secret. That's right. Go to the bathroom, go and do a breathing exercise. Wherever yeah. you are at work, sit down, park the car, take a moment away from the kids, just go sit in a bathroom a lot hmm. of the time. Or go and sit outside in nature. Even better, put your feet on the ground, in the earth. Yeah. Like, this will sound crazy, but my feet are always covered in soil. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds nuts. Like, <laughs> it's so annoying, my shoes. Now they're all right today, but like my shoes are always covered in soil because I'm always walking barefoot. I mean, you literally best believe if I'm walking 10 minutes between somewhere. Oh, you're going to watch me go in my full-blown outfit, uh -huh. take my heels off and walk on the grass. Huh. <laughs> 100%. I want to feel the grass because that's Mother Nature. That's grounding. That's rooting. Mm -hmm. and, and in my MBS, we often do things where you visualize your feet growing roots through Mother Earth and absorbing the amazing energy through your body. Yeah, It's just a, an idea. It's just, even if it's not true, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter whether it's true or not, it's whether you believe it hmm. or not. So try something different. I love it. So be it until you become it, right? I'm talking about your book here. Hold it mm -hmm. up so that people can see it. When did you write this book? So this book I wrote, um, took me 
This took me a few years. Okay. This took me a while. I've yeah. been writing this for years. Yeah, it's a really big part of my life. I wrote this book as my gift to the world. Hmm. It's the law of attraction explained through ancient wisdom and neuroscience. Okay. It's that point where they meet and it's called be it until you become it. Because I did never like fake it until you make it. Like fake it until you make it. I just thought, fuck that. It's just not for me. Like yeah. I am not that kind of girl. Uh-huh. I want to be it. I want to become it. Yes. I kept saying in the audience, be it, become it. I was like, that's the name of my book. Yeah. Be it, it till you become you. <laughs> it. Came because I just knew like when I was healing, I had to step into a healed version of me and be the healed version. Like today I am healed. Yeah. I am deciding to be healed. I am going to act as though I'm healed or mm. I can give into the pain and be subservient to all the stuff that comes with that pain, but I'm not going to do it. I, I want to be free today. I want to be amazing today. I want to show up so that I can be a role model for my son mm. and for others in the world. I'm going to be a role model for more children in the world, for more people in the world. I want to go on and serve the world. I have a big mission, a big purpose. And I wake up every day thinking, Who can I heal today? Mm. Who else can I show how to end suffering? Who else can I show how to make a better impression in their life to do something greater than what they're doing right now? Mm. Don't you just love when somebody reads your book and they tell you how their life was changed as a result of reading the book? Yes, yes. I mean, when somebody comes to me and they say, I mean, literally your book is, I mean, look, for example, one of the testimonials from... Uh Gigi Gorgeous, uh-huh. um, you know, she says this book has has totally uh, transformed so much for me. It's been a, it's been so amazing for my life. You are a gift to the world. Like the way that you know people read it and they understand that you want to help them the same way you helped yourself. Now, granted, right? I've got a list of you know a hundred books that I want to read, right? And it's like priority this one, I and I get to this one, right? You know, there's so many, <laughs> right? Too. So. Who's that person that should take your book and move it right to the top, right, mm. right now? I'm just curious. Like, Ooh, what's I going on that. in their life? Um, yes. Can I just, like, squeeze this Please ball? Please do. Oh, yeah. it's so cool. I've just been watching this ball the whole time. Make it happen. Look at that. It says, make it happen, you guys. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you have a game coming up for me, so I feel like there's a lot going on there. So, like, I, you, is there a game coming up? There's just, no. Oh, my God. Just we should so play a game. We like, choose totally a gift. Game. And what does it mean on your mind? Can we do that? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, Because yes. okay. I'll tell you the answer to this. And then we're like, uh-huh. Okay, so wait. What was the question? So the question is. Oh, who should move it up? Who should move it up? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, who should move it up? Mm -hmm. The person who should move it up Mm -hmm. is the person who really believes that they can do more in their life than what they are doing now. The person who is committed and is going to take action. This is not for anyone, by the way. Mm -hmm. Don't even buy the book if you are not actually going to take action. Mm -hmm. Don't even bother. There's no point. Honey, go go just carry on your life. You want mediocrity. Mm -hmm. No problem. This book is for people that want more than that. It's for people who want to put some figures in their bank account. They want to put some numbers in there. Maybe they want to conceive a child. Maybe they want to do better in business. Maybe they want to build an amazing team. Mm. Maybe they just want to heal. Maybe they they want to see some breakthroughs in their life. This book is for those people who are just going to show up and step into it and go on and be an inspiration for somebody else. Wow. See, you heard it here. (laughs) You heard it here. Make it happen. So there's a saying that says, and I, I also live my life by this saying, and the saying goes, you have a power, you have the power to live a life that wasn't going to happen anyway. All you have to do is go take action, right? Mm. Go talk to the pretty girl that you're too intimidated to talk to, right? You you have to go take action because sometimes you're just trying to 
just talk yourself out of doing things. Like mm-hmm. leave the job that, you know, makes you miserable every day. Is that the life you want to live? Wow. Yep. Right. You literally have the power. And I try to institute, I've got two older boys too, as well. Mm-hmm. We've got a 19 year old and a seven year old. You know, I try to say, live a life, right, that you're capable of living and your life wasn't going to happen anyway if you don't take action. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So, take yeah. action. Mm-hmm. Action, like I said, is the 20%. So 80% is literally in your mind. Mm-hmm. If you can feel it in your mind, see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand, you can feel it in reality. Yeah. You can bring the ideas here to here in this physical space because, okay, this ball, this water bottle, the light, it all began as a mere thought mm-hmm. in someone's mind once upon a time. Yeah. She's dangerous. Like, she really is. She's got it all. <laughs> I think I'm an old soul in the, in the young body, you know? I just, yeah. I've been here a few times. I know it. And I'm like trying to catch up with where I was up to. It's uh-huh. like, I can't get there any faster. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's so funny. See, I've got my two boys, right? So one of them is like, super confident, right? Like, you know, can change the world. He just kind of gets into things. He just starts writing songs. Now he's like producing, right? And then I got my other son who's like, got these like GQ Brad Pitt looks, right? But he doesn't have the confidence, right? So like, how do you, how do you help somebody with kind of teaching them more confidence, Mm, right? That's, that is such a great question. It's in the book. We have a whole thing about confidence. Okay. Confidence comes from within, not from without. Yes. Confidence comes from who you believe you are. Going back to that thing I said a minute ago. Remember when I told you, it doesn't matter if it's the truth or not. It's whether you believe it. Mm -hmm. Become the version of you in your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions, and confidence will flow to you because you are changing who you are Mm. at a root level. You're deciding, I am confident because that's something that I think as the version of me I want to be. I feel great every day. So you have to just direct people and then they have to take it themselves, but you direct them to those thoughts, feelings, actions, get them to draw it out. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things we do in the book is we go through how to draw that process out. Your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. Yeah. What does that version of you think like? Now you're confident. Yeah. You know, how do they walk? Do they show up in the room with their shoulders back or Mm -hmm. hunched over? Yeah. They show up confident. They walk with their shoulders relaxed and down. Their heads up a bit higher. Posture is a great way to teach people confidence. Ooh, okay. I bet you've never been told that. No. Posture is a great way. Posture is, think about it. If you sit up tall, you feel confident. If I like slouch down here, I feel more nervous. Yeah. I feel like calmer maybe, but like maybe closed body language. When I open up my body language, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I'm confident. Hmm. My palms are open. Body language is everything. So posture, walk a bit taller, feel a bit taller. That's right. And there is a difference between arrogance and confidence, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so be confident. Just don't be arrogant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's the truth, Mm -hmm. right? Arrogance is like a lack of gratitude. Arrogance is a a knowing, but the wrong type of knowing. Mm -hmm. So I I like, I'm very confident, but... I'm not arrogant. If I was arrogant, I'd be like, yeah, of course I'm like that. Like, exactly. Whatever. Like, I don't care about your opinion. I don't not care about all. your, th- that's arrogance. Mm-hmm. Confidence is thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. your words. I appreciate everything that I have, my mm-hmm. gifts and yeah. why I'm here. 
you know, that's the other thing too, is like sometimes you talk to people and they're not listening to you. They're just waiting to talk, right? You know? And so, not being a good listener. Very yeah, true. That's so true. I got told the other day by an actress, she was on my show and she said, you should have been in CSI with this big show. She said, Natasha, can I just say something? I know I'm interviewing you right now, but you're an amazing listener. Mm. And I was like, thank you so much. It was the first time that I'd heard that in a long time. And I was like, that's really nice to know because... And I was like, why? And she was like, because I can tell by your facial expressions. Mm. Like, you just listen. Yeah. You know, it's really good to see a lot of people. Exactly. Totally. Like said, I didn't realize that. People mm -hmm. just want to talk. But when you listen, you learn. When you talk, you don't learn. And it's so obvious, right? When you're talking, you're having a conversation with somebody and they're not really, truly present. And it's like frustrating. You keep having the conversation, right? And then they're just kind of waiting to talk, right? You know, so if you find yourself doing that, just kind of get in tune with yourself. Like be, try to become a better listener, right? Yeah. So there's five pillars of philosophy. I want to talk about that. What are the five pillars and how did you come up with it? The five pillars to achieving your goals. Okay. Number one, get mm -hmm. clarity of your vision. Okay. Number two, remove the limiting beliefs. Number three, replace the old limiting beliefs with an a new belief about yourself, a new empowered belief. Number four, expand your vision. Okay. So that could be through visualization or vision boards. And number five, take inspired action. Take inspired action. Mm -hmm. hmm. So five pillars which make you feel good. You can apply this to anything. You can apply this to business. You can apply this to your family. You can apply this to any goal that you have. If you mm -hmm. don't have pillar one, getting clarity on your vision, you don't even have a goal. Sure. Get clarity on what you want. When I ask people, what do you want? Do you know how often they say things like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a bit more of this. Or like maybe a bit more of that. It's like, no. sweetie, get clarity. Know exactly what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. Do you want to fly? Do you want to touch the sky? What do you want? Yeah. You know? Uh -huh. And then it's like, I think that's a song, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, I believe I can fly. It's <laughs> a controversial song right now, right? Is it? With R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. That was bad timing. That's oh, my God. That's <laughs> it's a great song, right? We that's can't whose that. song it was. Mm -hmm. oh. God, that's so controversial right now. Boy, I stay off those topics. I'll leave it for other people. But. So, um, okay. Yes. Um, do you feel confident? Okay, mm -hmm. now back to it. The, the these, five pillars. The five pillars yep. can be achieved very quickly and you can do them through literally applying every single one of those pillars. In the book, we go into detail on how to do it. But pillar two is very important. Removing the limiting beliefs. Because when you want to achieve a goal, when you want to manifest the love of your life, when you want to manifest a billion dollars or a hundred million or 10 million, whichever it is that you're going for, mm -hmm. if you do not first remove the blockages inside of you that are stopping you from achieving those goals, mm -hmm. the things that are inside of you, which are like, Actually, I don't believe I'm worthy of the money coming in. I don't believe I'm worthy of this thing. You know what? You're not going to attract it. You're not going to achieve it because these blockages are stopping you. That's right. It doesn't matter how much we give them. Mm -hmm. never going to get past that block. So you've got to do that. And you can do that through meditation. You can do that through my MBS method. That's the quickest way to do it because the MBS method is three years of therapy in 15 minutes. That's its nickname. Okay. Um, but you can also do it through like NLP. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be my method. You can do it. Just make sure you get rid of those limiting beliefs. That's you know, right. mm -hmm. I just personally don't like to sit down in therapy for three years and get a result after it. I like it today. Like I've got no time for that. I need today. Show me how to remove it right now. Mm. That's what I teach. You know? Yeah. No. And that's in this book as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Got it. 
Okay. I'm so excited to read this book. I'm actually excited. You're you're getting one of the VIP copies. Oh. You're, um, yeah, we'll get your address after it so we can like ship you the, you're having the special VIP box because you're here right now. Uh-huh. I won't tell you, but if you blocked your ears, I would tell the audience. <laughs> so my VIP members, they get a special box and it's mm. not like a kind of like a, it's not a box that like has goodies in. Yeah. It's designed for that person. But anyway, sure. it's like, a, it's really cool. That's and so I'm only cool. doing 50 to my top celebrity and A-list and I am so friends. honored. Thank you. I can't wait to get it. And you. and you are in the process of writing another book. Yes. Is that right? Okay. I'm already on, this one is out August 2nd. Uh-huh. Yeah. My next one is about love. I'll just say that much. The whole book is on love. And then the next one after that will be solely on business and solely on each year there'll be an addition to it. Mm. Um, I just want to leave a legacy. It's not about my name. It's about the legacy that I leave here on planet earth. It's about my work leaving a mark, Mm. my imprint. You know, I was watching a a movie with my son. It's called Good Dinosaur. And um, they have the mark that they leave. All these dinosaurs, I don't know if you've seen it with your your little one, mm-hmm. with Brooklyn, but the dinosaur puts its paw, you should definitely watch it, okay. onto the rock. And as it imprints onto the rock, it leaves a mark. And there's this whole tower of the marks that each dinosaur leaves. What is your mark that you want to leave? What is, and I asked this to someone listening today, what is the mark that you want to leave today in mm. the world? What's the imprint you want to leave there mm, after you're gone? Sure. That is serving the world. Yeah. That is following your assignment that you're here to do, following your true purpose, leaving an imprint here on planet Earth there after you're gone. Wow. So I'll share a story as well. Mm. So I wrote my first book, but it's more about like what I do SEO, right? But when I was at my grandfather's funeral, he passed away during COVID, right? Went back home, you know, went to the services. You go to the service and, you know, there's all your friends and family, everybody that loved him show up, right? There's photos on the wall of all the different memories, right? There's a video playing in the background of like, you know, all the different clips of him and his life. People get up, they say nice things about him, right? At the end of it, he's in the casket, right? And so I thought of this word glimpse was the word that came to me, right? And so mm. that is going to be a book that I write called Glimpse because you're in full control of everything that is in that room. You're in full control of all the people that are getting up to share stories. You're in full control of all the photos that are going to get taken. You're in full control of all the videos that are going to appear there, right? And so, like, I just want the the world to see that you you have a glimpse into what the end could look like, right? And you're in full control of it. So powerful. Right? Yeah. So so beautiful. Maybe it could be like a Nicholas Sparks movie, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was just like, ah, that's so good. Yeah. Wow. Powerful idea. You should get and do that. You're just sitting there, right? It's like, this is what the end looks like. It doesn't matter how much money you had, right? And not taking that with you. Like, that's just a tool. You literally leave yeah, the same just, way you came in. You leave the same way you came in. You lose your last breath. 
And it's all a matter of the stories and the memories that you've created wow. in, in your time frame. Yeah. Wow. So you hold me accountable to writing that book someday. I will. And there I'll hold go. you accountable to all your books. Oh, yes. Please See? do. Yeah. You need accountability <laughs> partners. You need friends. You I'm do. obsessed with these games on the table. I don't know. Is like, it, can people watch this as a video? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyone who's watching, like, you're just seeing the toys that I'm playing with. Oh my God. I'm having so much fun. They're just so cool. I feel like. I, if this was like my box, and like I may even come record my, my podcast Please in your do. studio because it's so epic. Uh-huh. Um, but basically, like when I'm looking at them, I like want to pick one up and I basically want to just like tell a story about what it means to me there and then in that moment. Because I often like say to people, if I say the word dream, what do you think? And they're like, house. And I'm like, home. And they're like, Miami. And I do, 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 uh-huh. do. Yeah. Like, yeah, like uh-huh. word association. Yeah. I feel like these games have that like, um, that bike. We'll pick up a ball and throw me one and let's talk about it here. All right. So fun. All right. Okay. I'll go first. Okay, go. Won't stop, can't stop. So the first thing that comes to mind is Miley Cyrus. Like, oh, that's so <laughs> cool. Yeah, the song is so good. Oh right? my God, I love that. I that's love that. That's the first thing that comes to mind. So I'm so playful, aren't I? I feel like I'm uh-huh. the most playful person. That's so cool. You're really playful too. Yeah. Um, okay, I got proved them wrong. So that's really interesting because I feel like in my life, I've been um, like pigeonholed so many times. People look at me. If, they, if you saw me in the street like this or you, or you see me, not on my Instagram because it's literally a motivational page. You know, It's yeah. all about inspiration. But if you saw me, you would maybe misjudge me. And then as soon as I open my mouth, it's like, whoa, mm. like, where did that big voice come from? This see? tiny little five foot four person. Uh-huh. Yeah. See? Yeah. Interesting. Cool. I Give me love. one more. Let's yeah. do it again. This is so <clears throat> right now. Here we go. Orange. Ooh, I love orange. Find your fire. Okay, so the first thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, just having drive in life, Mm -hmm. right? Waking Mm -hmm. up and thinking that you can change the world and Mm -hmm. actually like taking action to do that. So find your fire in its orange ball. Wow. That's so cool. That's so cool. What's your say? Okay, okay, okay. Dream big. Ooh. So. That's the Denzel Washington yeah. It's called Dream Big. Isn't it called Dream Big? It is. Something like Dream. Yeah, you're right. Huh. That's nuts. Okay, well, that, that's it. Go and listen to the Denzel Washington. <laughs> if you don't take anything else away today, even if you don't order my book, yes. just at least listen to the Denzel Washington. There tape. you go. Like, that's for you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. See, look, you brought our toys to life here. I love you this. Totally I love this. I was mm-hmm. like, there must be a game he's going to make me play. Okay, so it's so funny. We have pens like uh-huh. this in the shower of my bathrooms in okay. my house. They're, ba- they're special bathroom markers. Uh-huh. However, they do stain in between the tilings. Ooh. And so my son spends half his time in the shower drawing because I've given him permission to. Uh-huh. I love him to be creative. And I get pens and I literally write my dreams on windows, showers, everywhere. So cool. Because I believe that's how they come to life. They do. Just being childlike and fun and just drawing things and like... Yeah, that's so smart. Like, I want pens for my shower now. <gasps> I could have bought you some. I have like See? spare boxes. Uh-huh. Oh, no. I legit have spare boxes. Oh, my God. <clears throat> so I, I wrote an entrepreneur article. It's on entrepreneur.com about taking an eight-hour shower Whoa. once a week. Right? So it's a whole thing. You know, because some of your greatest ideas come from taking in a shower. And why do you limit yourself to just like a four-minute shower, right? So 
it's not really taking an eight hour shower, but you know, just finding like one day mm -hmm. where you can just be creative, like just blocking off eight hours just to be creative where you got no other distractions. And so that's my definition of like an eight hour shower. Obsessed. Yes. I, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. So I, I love that. I go in the shower for eight hours. Cause that's where your creativity yeah. comes in. I, I legit right? have showers, which I, my longest was like an hour and 45 minutes. My husband mm -hmm. was like, where were you? I was like, in the shower for like 10 minutes. He was like, you were in there for an hour. I'm changing the world in my mind, right? In the shower. I am. I just draw on windows in the shower. Like I, uh -huh. I, I find that so incredible and so fun. I'm, I feel like it's my freedom. It's where I dream. You're right. Mm -hmm. Ideas do come in the shower. Yes. Right. So, so you, in the earlier in the show, you talked about, you know, how you kind of manifested the love of your life, got married. But you said I used some of my techniques and I'm sure sure we talked about some of them. But like for those that are looking for the love of their life listening right now, what are some of the techniques that they can use? OK, mm -hmm. are you ready? Write this down. Number one, okay. we're going to use the five pillars to so get clarity on your vision. Okay, OK, so that means you should write a list of 100 things you want in your partner, 10 things they look like, 10 things they feel like, okay. 10 things you do together. 10 attributes, characteristics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you go through that list and you don't just put it under your pillow and just walk away and go, great. He'll just source. They'll just show up in mm -hmm. my life. What you do is you mark yourself out of 10. So how generous am I out mm -hmm. of 10? How loving am I out of 10? How kind am I out of 10? Anything you are below an eight on, honey, you got to work on. Mm -hmm. So now you go and work on this and you're like, that was nuts. My chair just went down. And, then, <laughs> and now you're working on it and you are focused on it. And so you are becoming the most loving, generous, amazing version of you that you could possibly be. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You are going to attract that to you because you're no longer resonating in a lower frequency, not being generous, not being loving, not being funny, not being exciting. When you expect all of that from somebody else, actually, you are becoming your dream partner. So now they are magnetized to you. Hmm. You're a magnet to what you receive. So you want to receive your dream partner. You're a classic line. Oh, I just keep going for douchebags. Or like every person I go for is so crap. You're or attracting that. Yes. You're attracting that. Mm -hmm. It's not their fault. You're allowing that into your life. Yes. You've got to shift your dynamic, shift your frequency and say, I'm really loving. I'm really successful. I'm really amazing. I'm going to be all these things. And then boom, that person is drawn to you. That is the most amazing technique I've ever heard. <laughs> if you are single looking for the love of your life, go do that. That's that, a whole book. Like you should write that book. That's, that's it. It's a hundred things. I mean, look. Oh my God. That's only tip one. Mm, that's only tip one. Okay. Please. She's like, tell me the other things. Jenna's like, tell me. Okay. Yeah. Yes. No. Okay. So mm -hmm. by the way, you, this is not just for people who want new love. You can do this to strengthen your own marriage. You can do this to strengthen your own current relationship. Ooh, I didn't think about it like that. Because you just decide, mm -hmm. I really want these traits in my partner. So let me be these traits and then they'll show up as these traits. Mm. It's about being loving. It's about becoming that person. And then when I'm nice to my husband, he's nice to me. Mm -hmm. But when I'm a bitch to him and I've been guilty of doing that recently, <laughs> so bad, so bad. <laughs> then I will go and I'll write a love letter to him. Like, I'm so sorry that I was so moody on my period. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be a lot nicer now. Um, and so, okay, here's what you do. Tip two. Okay. 
tip two, and look, I'm just writing exactly what I've done. And I've helped people manifest their partners into their life within. The closest one was 24 hours. Mm. Mine was three weeks and the longest is about three months. So they are between 24 hours to three months as it stands. And I like that. I'd love a same day. That would be pretty awesome. (laughs) Um, But here we go. And please write to me and let me know if this does happen for you. Uh So uh, here's how you do it. Number two you get something that you love the smell of. Now, I personally use tea. Okay, so I get a box of tea with 30 tea bags in and I'll open the tea bag and I did this, okay? And I opened this box. I wish I was endorsed by this brand because I would so mention it because of the name of it. It's so good, but I'm not, so I'm not going to be selling it. Okay. And here's how it goes. I open this box and I inhale this tea. Mm-hmm. You can do it with any tea that you love, anything you love the smell of. And as I inhale the smell of the tea, I would visualize what it felt like to be held by my soulmate, Mm. held by them, married. What does it feel like to be married to this person? I would literally smell the teabag and visualize for 17 seconds, key number here, Mm. how it felt to be married. And guess what? 30 teabags in, I met my husband. He walked Mm. into my life. I can do this time and time and time again for anybody. So the smell. The smell, because you are mm-hmm. activating parts of your brain. It's neuroscience. You're activating parts of your brain, Triggers. which are stimulated. Mm-hmm. The reticular activating system wakes up. The amygdala wakes up. Different parts of your brain wake up, which suggest that you're going to bring it to fruition faster because you're attaching your senses to it. When you attach your smell sense to it, your visual sense to it, your hearing audible sense to it, you are more likely to have an all-encompassing feeling storing as a memory in your brain, your hippocampus, and all of a sudden, you're going to bring it to fruition. That's on a whole nother level. Crazy. Oh my God. Like if I, you need to, if you're listening to this, rewind that and listen again. Like, yes. I could drop neuroscience all day. That's why the books, do you know, actually there's a lot of studies in the book about neuroscience hmm. because like, I geek out over it. Like yeah. I love this stuff. I'm such a geek. I love neuroscience. I'm passionate about it. So neuroscience, explain to those, yes, that are that are listening that don't understand that. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Neuroscience is, is like the latest about the brain, the latest yeah. discoveries about the brain and mm-hmm. how it can benefit your life or not benefit your life. We're mm-hmm. in control of our brain. And guess what? Neuroplasticity is happening until the day we die. Mm. Not just till we're 25. We thought it was, you know, only till you're an adult. No, yeah. it's happening until the day you die, which means that you can learn a new skill, learn a new language at any point in your life because neuroplasticity is happening every day, which mm. means that we can achieve any goal that we want through learning a new skill. We can go and train to be a firefighter. We can go and train to be an, an entrepreneur. We can go and train in business. We can go and train to be the perfect partner. Mm-hmm. We can legit teach ourselves to be it until you become it. Yes. So you become the version of you through neuroscience. So do you want me to give you some? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Please so do. there's a part in our brain called the reticular activating system. Okay. The RAS. And it filters 2 million bits of data every second, colors and sounds and things that you see, not smell. Mm-hmm. And it shows you things that you deem as important. So what do you deem as important? Anything that you focus your mind on is what your RAS deems as important. Sure. So if you're focusing your mind on, I, I feel unworthy of, of this. I, I feel unwell. I feel down. I feel not good enough to attract the love of my life. I, I don't feel great. I, 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 I just All these negatives. Mm. Then your reticular activating system is going to show you evidence around you in people, events, and places to prove mm. that your belief system of unworthiness is real. If 
you then recognize that you are in control. So, okay, wait, no, I don't deem that as important. I deem as important. I am worthy of love, even if I don't believe it. Even if it's not true, I believe it. Mm. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe it. I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of meeting the love of my life in the next month. I am truly believing it. And then guess what? You change your thought system, mm-hmm. you change your reality. Change your inner reality, your outer reality changes. And so your reticular activating system now shows you evidence around you in people, events, and places to prove your new belief system is real. My mind is playing tricks on me. Oh, so powerful. Oh my God. Thank you. So many sound bites there to share. I cannot wait for my listeners to get inspiration from this and to get inspiration from your whole book. We're going to move to something that we like to call Hennessy Heart to Heart. Okay. Super simple. Uh, I'm just going to ask you questions. And the first thing that comes to your mind, similar to what we did with the balls here, right? Here it is. What do you think the world needs more of? Love. Love. Okay. Got it. I agree. We already talked about the first thing you do when you wake up. So I'm going to skip that one. Name one thing that surprised you about being a parent. How hard it was. Mm. How triggering it was. Like how all-encompassing it was Mm. to just like suddenly be responsible for this other person. Mm. And like you're no longer just, it's good because it it makes you realize you're not just about your business. Like there's a bigger purpose here. Mm. You like got to be a role model for your kid too. Yeah. So many lessons by having kids. What's the best gift you have ever been given? Um, you can define that you're any way you want to define health. it. Health. Yeah. A million times over. Health. Just like anybody who's, my love language is acts of service. So when somebody, so when somebody tells me or does something for me, sorry, they, they, anything. Like I often, I often hire people in my team because of how much they do before they work for me mm. and how much, and words of affirmation is my next one. That's so my, much they, that's ah, fine. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I often like will take somebody on and I just have adoration for them because they do so much for me. Yeah. You know, like that just means the world to me. So health, if somebody shows me how to better my health, I'm like, thank you. Yeah. You know? And then, by the way, that's a book called The Five Love Languages yes, for those that so are listening. Good. Such a, If you're in any type of a relationship, you and your partner should definitely read it. I think I know the answer to this one, but I'll say it anyway. Coffee or tea? Tea. <laughs> How many pairs of shoes do you own? Mm. So I have two closets. Like my main closet, 150. But then like my today, my, okay, so for example, every time I'm going out the door, I have like a closet, my like walk-in, which is like right next to the bedroom, which is like my stuff, which is already prepared in outfits. And uh-huh. I probably only have like 20 pairs there. Okay. So like they're the ones I wear. <laughs> so it's not bad. <laughs> I could take that down to about, you know, five. Like, yeah, I have no problem. I'm actually really unattached to material things. Like yeah. I'm, I'll wear this same pair. Like I've worn on stage for every keynote I've ever done. Mm. Like I just... I'm just like that girl. I was wearing trainers actually until my husband went, look, babe, they were white platform trainers and everyone was talking about when you were on stage like how dirty they were because you go in soil all the time. Like you've got to take them off and wear some heels on stage. Like, are you serious? I was like, why can't I wear trainers on stage? <laughs> so he bought me a pair of like sparkly heels and I was like forced to wear them. <laughs> Who knows you best? Hmm. 
my mom or my husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Other than your husband, who do you call when you have great news? My mom. Mom. Um, and then uh, my vice president of my company, Maria. She's amazing. I just like, she's like my best friend as well. Mm. It's like, I'm just like, boom. I just call her and I'll tell her. Or, um, okay, actually, really interesting. When I have great news, mm. that has come to fruition. And it's not like good news that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. When it's good news, like, your magazine article's out. Like, I mean, I'm the cover of Glamour right, right now. So it's... um. Wow, congrats. It's, uh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So it went, like, it's like, I wouldn't tell people until that was physically out. Yes. So then I will send it to my 10 or 20 top influential friends. Mm. That's who I tell good news to because then they might go and promote it and then I'll do the same for them. There you go. Yep. Love it. Marketing. That was a good piece of advice for someone who's like, what do I do? Yes, it go was. Go tell people who are going to spread it for you. Uh-huh. What's your go-to karaoke song? Oh my God. <laughs> um, 100% Mariah Carey. Just like any one of Ooh. Mariah Carey's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mariah Carey. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, wait. One that I always go to. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. Ooh, yeah. Dolly. Okay. Yeah, I love that. I am obsessed with that song. I don't know why. My, Miley like, covers that one pretty well too. She does. Yeah. She's really good. Where do you consider home to be? LA. LA. What does a relaxing evening look like for you? Oh my gosh. If it's cold by the fire with rain in the background, if it's hot, then like meditating by the pool with like a little stick fire, like just like reading a book, just like with my son watching a movie, like no phones, get all devices away from me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You practice what you preach. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like the whole clarity in her, what everything you talk about is so much (laughs) Specificity to it. Uh, is there a celebrity you often get mistaken for? Oh God, yeah. But I, I and she's freaking amazing. But like, I just I'm complimented Kim Kardashian hmm. all the time. Um, I've I have a lot of taxi drivers be like, you know, are you Kim K or like, are you related to the? Are Kardashians? you one of the Kardashians? Are you Kim? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Compliment. I, I'm like, that's great. I, take it. I think that's a big compliment <laughs> for sure. You speak multiple languages. Is that right? Wow, you've done your research. Yes. I'm very impressed. Yeah, I need to to make sure I step up my game on researching people. (laughs) This is like, you're amazing. Okay, I speak Spanish. I speak French. I speak Arabic. Not much Arabic. Let me know. I'm not fluent in it. Mm -hmm. And I speak Greek. I understand a bit of Hebrew and Italian. And Italian. Yeah. Impressive. What's your favorite language to speak? Italiano. Yeah. Or Arabic, actually. I love Arabic. I find it really... Just like, oh, it's just so sexy. It's just like a really hot language. I love the words when they sing in Arabic. I'm like, wow, I don't know what the hell that part means. But, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like I often you'll see on my Instagram, I often be like dancing to Greek music. I love that. Mm, Yes. If you could have dinner with anyone living or dead, who would it be? Denzel Washington. Yeah. Huh. I'll pull up a chair for that dinner. <laughs> I know. I I should make that happen. Why have I not made that happen? Yeah, let's make that happen. Let's actually make that happen. Uh-huh. I'm so down. Okay. Let's actually legit make that. We can make that happen. We will make, we that, make that, happen. that happen. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so Denzel. Okay. And then let's use somebody that I would have loved. Michael Jackson. Hmm. <sighs> Honestly, 
I would have done anything to have met him. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah, that would have been a very exciting, just, he changed the world. He did. Like, I would love to like, know when he died, I remember asking him to channel a lot of his positive energy through me. I actually remember that moment being mm. like, you know, I know when Bob Proctor died, I also said channel whatever words you want through me. And the weirdest things happened. Two people came up to me within that first week saying, you remind me so much of Bob Proctor's work. Wow. And I can't, and now he's gone. I'm coming into your program because I, it was, it was actually mind blowing. I was like, wow, this stuff is really real. Channel it through me. Wow. That's deep. <clears throat> what books are you reading right now? Mm, Dale Carnegie, how to worry less and live more. Mm, okay. Um, Yeah. And my own book, be it till you become it. Because there's just like so much in there that's like like studies, you know, that I want to like be really familiar with. Who inspires you? Oprah, mm. Michelle Obama, um, yeah, they're the main ones. But okay. hang on, there is actually loads. Denzel, obviously, massive mm. inspo. Um, Tony Robbins I actually found really inspirational I think he's really cool mm. spoke on stage with him recently he's really cool um, who else you know it's funny there's not so many massively inspirational figures who are still alive mm. um, there's a lot of people who inspire me yes and there are like literally loads of people who I speak with on stage and I'm like oh you inspire me but I think a lot of it is very ancient wisdom you know sure. like Egyptian knowledge or mm. like um Ancient scriptures, things like that. Yeah. What's your favorite time of day? Mm. Mm. I'm most productive in the morning, but I really love the afternoon when it's all said and done. Mm. Just like I can go chill. Just relax. Offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not have to three, like, go four, wash five. the dishes and do things that yeah. you don't have to yeah. use your mind. Three, right? four, and five, that kind of time. Mm-hmm. What message would you like to give to world leaders? Spread more forgiveness and love and stop pushing such topics which are down people's throats, which yes, we have to deal with, mm. but push forgiveness to people and love because those are the two things that will heal the world. Mm. I truly believe in that. Good message. Do you have a favorite quote that comes to mind? Oh my God, loads. Um, I'm going to give you one which just feels like good right now. Mm -hmm. Happiness is like a butterfly. The more that you chase it, the more it eludes you. When you stop looking for it, it comes and rests softly on your shoulder. Mm, love it. What did you do as a kid that got you into trouble? Hmm. Oh my God, definitely got drunk at like 13, something ridiculous. <laughs> and like, oh my God, okay, what did I get drunk on though? Bigger question. Uh -huh. So my parents had this like whole wine cabinet mm -hmm. and, you know, of, and it wasn't just wine that they bought and stuck on the shelf. It was like old wines that were like 50, 60 years old. And me went in there, bottom of the shelf, the ones that are the most rusty, the ones that have got most cobwebs on in the wine cellar are a hundred percent the ones they won't notice. 
So let me just take out this guy. Well, he's from like 1920. Like, who cares about this? Like, took it out. Tastes vile. Put it back. It was like, this is gross. Then it's like, obviously open. Oh, you know, got <laughs> Drinking red wine. It was just the most horrendous thing. Oh stealing their God. wines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's prestigious just, bottles uh, too. God, and then I did the same thing with my mom's Vogue magazines. She had all the collections of Vogue over all the years. She collected them. They're mountains high, mountains high. One day I wanted to redo my bedroom. So behind my bed frame on the wall, Mm -hmm. I decided I wanted to stick Vogue, 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 Vogue. So I went and cut every title of Vogue of every magazine (laughs) and stuck them on my wall. Yeah. Oh boy. (laughs) My mom actually lost it with me. And then I ran away that night and hid under my bed because I was so upset by what I'd done and was so scared that like I'd ruined her life because of this, which I hadn't, but like the reaction was bad. So like I went under the bed and then she called the police and then the police came by, which time I crawled out of the bed and I was like, sorry, mom. Mm. (laughs) It was actually under the bed. It was like a double whammy of like, you idiot. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Crazy things. I love the stories. Thank you for sharing them. What's the first thing you say to yourself when something doesn't go your way? That's okay. That's okay. Mm. That's just the story that it is right now. But everybody, everything is pure, unconditional love, ultimately, even if that's not the story that they choose right now. Hmm. What do you wish more people knew about you? Um, that, I'm, that I'm a human. Mm-hmm. Like that I actually am human, that I feel things, that I cry, that I, I get emotional, that I go through things and grow through things like anyone else does. Hmm. Is there such thing as a coincidence? No. Everything is like destiny, if you want. Everything is happening, Mm. whether you know it or not, whether you feel it or not. Everything is aligned. It's like when you meet up with a certain person, it's not fluke. Mm. Obviously, they were brought into your path for you two to go on and do something great. You just got to discover it. You got to find it out. Exactly. I truly believe that. You know, like if you're on an elevator with somebody... There's a reason why you're there together. 100%. Like, just investigate. Like, just be curious. Like, strike mm-hmm. a conversation, right? Wow, that's deep. That's really looking at everything. I agree. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just kind of just be curious in life. Of all the things that you have accomplished in your life, what would you say is something that your mother is most proud of you of? Oh, my career as a mindset coach, helping people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Helping people to achieve their dreams and their goals. Mm. Helping people to, I'm saving lives on stage last week. I'm saving lives in my teachings and my programs. She's proud of me for that because she's a psychologist counselor. So Mm. she's like, you know, she really believes in it. And she's just like an all giving person raised five of us. You know, she gave her life to raise us. Wow. Seems like a remarkable woman. She's amazing. Actually one of my inspirations, I'd say in in some ways. Hmm. Well, Natasha, you are a firecracker of positivity. I am so honored that you came here to Hennessy Studios to be with us today. Again, get the book, be it until you become it, right? You guys will love it. It's it's honestly for someone who wants to take action and commit today. So if you have found anything that I have said interesting, download the book. Go mm-hmm. get the book on be it until you become it.com. And when you get it right now, you get my free 
best-selling program for free. It's like, yeah, it's See? completely free when you buy the book. There it is. So it's a gift and you can win the chance of having a one-on-one with me, which is, I would say, going to be a very powerful place for somebody today. Awesome. And I'm honored that I had the one-on-one with you. And Thank for those you. that are listening, make sure you go follow her and 11 million followers on Instagram become 11 million and one and two and three. Thank Just you. keep growing because uh, you're so inspirational. So thank you. thank you again for coming. Thank you so much. It was amazing. I love your show and being here with you. Your energy is divine. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Jason Hennessy podcast. This show is produced by Whitney Welsh and Jenna Kershaw engineered and edited by Josh Fisher and recorded at Hennessy Studios. Please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.